We are Jolly Fellows. Jolly Fellows recording a podcast. Lemon. Lemons. Lemonade. Apples. <laughs> is lemon... Is that something they say? I don't know. Lemons? <laughs> or you... Well, welcome, viewers. Viewers? Yeah, viewers, why not? Welcome <laughs> to another episode of That Reminds Me Of. And today um, is another Miff episode, Doc. Yes, Miff. How good is Miff? One of my great. favorite things. It's great. It's very, it is very artsy film festival-y. When you get into the thick of it, you, you've got to prepare yourself for some very artsy films and some more entertaining films as well and everything in between. And that's part of the journey and the fun of it. Yeah, I feel like this one is uber artsy, this myth. Yes. Uh, and I'm, I'm liking it. But once it's done, I'll probably really like to sit down to a Michael Bay with you, I, you know, crack dude, open a I bottle of wine, sit down wait. and watch Michael Bay. I cannot wait <laughs> for something just really fluffy after yeah. this. Yeah, yeah we Superhero will do that movie. for sure. Yeah, good. But for now, for today, let's head into the... Uh, Wilderness of Arts film, Art Films yes. with She Dies Tomorrow by Amy Simetz. Same? Simetz. I'm gonna I Simetz. read it as Simetz. Yep. Good. And I guess um, as a quick disclaimer before we get into the synopsis, um, you know, we, we've alluded to the fact that this is there's a lot of artsy films in this festival mm. and we are two, you know, regular film buffs that are on the journey of this <laughs> festival, taking in all the delights that come with it. And uh, I, we just wanted to remind people that we are both giant film buffs, but we're not really critics. And, uh, you know, we are very aware that they, these are films made by indie filmmakers, some of them, mm. some of them are well-established. And we, the last thing we want to do is offend anybody. Um, and so what we're doing is coming at this from a, what do you like, what do I like, what don't you like, what don't I like kind of vibe. And uh, just two film buff friends riffing, really. And we hope that um, people take away something from what we have to say. That sounds like a disclaimer, a disclaimer for us not knowing what we're talking about, Aaron. <laughs> Is that <laughs> know, essentially right? what you're saying? Have we I have no, we have no... us deeply enough to get away with anything now? <laughs> we have no right to say anything about <laughs> anyone. And that therefore gives us the right to say whatever we want somehow. <laughs> so she yeah. dies tomorrow. Um I watched this, when was it? Last night, I think. Um, no, the, yeah, last night. Last night. You would have seen it in the last few days as well. Yes, I did. I saw it a couple of days ago. It was the first off my list. We have three films that we've been watching over the last few nights, and this was the mm. first on my list. And part of the reason it was is because the premise was so knockout and just seemed so interesting that I just wanted to grab onto this one first. It just sounded like fun. Yeah, this wasn't in our original list of eight, was it? This was... No. This was one that we just felt compelled uh, to to add to the list. So we've added it at the last minute, along with Shirley, which yep, was also right. a late edition. Guess and Miff did a bit of a sneaky and added a mm. few extra films mid mid festival. Yeah, very tempting. Well, why don't we just uh, go straight into synopses? I agree, and discuss what it's what it's about. So I'll go. I think I think you might have yep. had a I couple. Think it's your turn. Uh, Okay, so 
this is all based on a simple premise, really, of a young woman, Amy, uh, who gets this idea in her head that she's going to die tomorrow. And she spends the first act of the of the film kind of wallowing in her own place, going a bit stir-crazy and getting drunk and touching up the walls and, like, getting... Um, getting all inward and contemplative about the fact that she's going to die, die tomorrow. She she calls her, her friend for support. Her friend comes over and then bang, all of a sudden the friend's got the same thoughts in her head. The friend then spreads it to her brother uh, and to her brother's friends and eventually you find that just about everyone on the planet is compelled to think that they're going to die tomorrow. I'm not sure there's there's much else in it plot wise to, to that. Can, can you can you add much? Like we we do we do add as the film goes on, we go back a step and we see how Amy, you know, got this thought into her right. head as well uh, from a, from a guy she was seeing. Yes, uh, that, that that she's caught. She's not the she's not sort of ground zero for this disease. Mm. She's caught it from somebody else. That's right. Uh, I no, I think that that sums it up. Basically, this idea is so infectious that whoever and I can't tell if you have to be in the presence of somebody or if you just have to hear somebody say I'm mm. going to die tomorrow or it's a combination of the both that yeah. makes this disease get passed on to the next person whatever it is we are following the path of destruction starting pretty much from Amy um, until yeah. that flashback happens and each little scenario is just like a little little dramatic kind of artsy mm. uh, scene within itself, a little short film with yeah. the thread, the only thread being that there's everyone in this room is eventually going to believe that they're going to die the next day. And it yeah. just goes from one to the next, and that's the whole film. You've got it. That is the film. So I feel that's why I was so keen to do this synopsis because there's not much to synopse. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy one. It's an easy one because it's... So let, let's start perhaps with just the concept, and that's yeah. what drew us to it. And it's a pretty cool concept. So props um, to everyone involved for that concept. Like, do you agree? That's a good starting point. It's a great starting point. It it pulled me in. I had to see it mm. just based on the concept. And I'd actually heard of this film before Myth, and I cannot remember where I heard it. But yeah. even just in that conversation, the synopsis was like the the title was then in in my head. I was like, okay, as soon as that's available, I'm definitely watching it. it sounds great. I think people are in love with the synopsis. I mean, the uh, premise. I <laughs> yeah. don't think that met, I don't know how many people are in love with the film because I can be upfront right away and say I am not in love with this film. I am the opposite of in love with this film. <laughs> yeah, but look, I love, I, the, I love the premise. I tend to agree. I think there's there's positives and negatives to talk about. Um, the concept, the starting point being one of the positives, uh, but it lost me in in spots as well uh, do you want to talk about anything in particular should we the way i i read it was really looking at it in in stages and scenes like as you said and the yeah. first the first act when she is wallowing in her own home that was probably the bit that i liked least i i, f I found that awful yeah, I, I felt they had so much <laughs> awful going to awful. Uh, but they had so much sort of 
capital to play with in that, you know, I was ready to love this journey. And I, so I, I kept liking it, but then it just dragged on so long in that, you know, they were even re- repeating the music yes. for, for effect. And Which didn't rather work, than, in my opinion. No, no. Ra- rather than doing anything for the for the film, it was actually making me think. It was it was more my mental state of of having to go around in these same sort of things over and over again. Kind of like if uh, Groundhog didn't have Bill Murray in it, and it was pretty much just some regular Joe who you cared nothing yeah. for, except you had to watch him live the same boring day over and over again. Yeah. yeah. That 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 is sort of how that first act felt, and I was, I was, so devastated because you have this such promise of this premise, mm. and then all of the hot air was just like let out of it, and and mm. instantly, like in that first twenty minutes, all gone, and then they had to build all of the goodwill again from the beginning, like from scratch, yeah. and uh, they don't. I just don't think you ever they ever managed to get all that goodwill of that premise back, you know. That's so well put. That's exactly how I felt. They they had the goodwill, they lost it, and then were valiantly trying to get it back. Like I that I was on board with some of the stuff in the you know last two thirds of the film. Had, yeah, me too. Had they lost not lost me early on. Uh, for example, the um, the friend character Jane. She was the highlight for me as well. What a oh, what, good. Okay, two two reasons. Great actress. Yeah. Um, yeah, ever since wonderful. I saw her in Hung, I just have always I've just thought she's great, right? Yeah, yeah. And in this, she doesn't disappoint. She's fantastic. She's uh, eccentric and in a really interesting way, and she's and and subtle at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just a great performance. Yeah, she she rescued it really. Yeah. I thought nothing against the um the rest of the cast uh, or or well, or the film really, um, but but she came along and she she grabbed me and and i just found it very compelling yeah absolutely so i i I will say that i was disappointed with the lead actress um kate Mm. kate lynn shiel i think her name is i just uh, and i i recognize her and i know that she's can do better like i've seen her in other Mm. things um where and and she's been she's been great but it, it just it she was just so flat in this and it was like what these what you get in that first act when she's alone in the apartment it's like yeah. that's her character for the rest of the film and it doesn't really she, she, she doesn't go anywhere she just almost flatlines the whole way through the entire film yeah that's true but i'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate and def- defend it a little uh in that we see her starting point from being this like catatonic state so I think as a performance, she's, she's stuck with that for starters. And then we see her, when we go in the flashback, we actually see a different side of her. And I think that, that made an impact on me because we hadn't seen the real you know, person yet. Mm, okay. So I enjoyed seeing her liven up in the, oh, oh, you know, like that's what, that's what she really is. Oh, okay. She's a real, she was a real girl <laughs> before. Yeah, so, okay, let me think about that because I, I actually agree. Maybe if she'd started off sort of this dull version of herself mm. and then we'd had that flashback at a certain point, learnt actually she's quite a fun person and then like by the end of the film, we she changes in somehow, some, some mm. way. 
I'd be I'd be up for that journey. Like I think that's kind of a cool journey. Um, but it doesn't go doesn't go that way. No, no, uh, I agree. It's, it's a fair point though. Like I think it's nothing to do with her ability. I think that she's been given a a, a a role that's you know not many actresses would be envious of. Like it's just pretty flat. Yeah. It's, even it's a leading role, but it doesn't really. She hasn't got much to play with. And, and like you alluded to, if you could, if you almost did a different edit of the film, her performance might look completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Can I go straight into a reminds me just because it relates? Yeah, please. Um, just messing with the rules here, Baron. <laughs> straight <laughs> throw into throw it out the window. <laughs> a little bit like this film, yeah. <laughs> In terms of the rules, just you know, <laughs> when it yeah, yeah, the rules. That, yeah, that's true. Um, for those who haven't listened to the show before, the premise of this show is that we talk about the films that this film reminded us of. So this is what I'm doing here. Great. Uh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> just We're in case there's a new, for this a new listener. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of um, Another Earth. Oh, okay. Seen Another Earth? Yes. And and, uh, and and firstly, the performance of the lead lead actor reminded me a bit of Brit Marling. Mm. Yeah, I can uh, see that in, totally. in all of her roles, uh, where it's just this very mysterious, not giving much away in the face, a lot of pensive looks out out of windows. Um, and that sort of that sort yep. of thing. So I feel like that might have been a a reference for her in the performance. I don't I, know. I can imagine that was the reference. Like we want something like this. We want mm. something like this, and that would actually make total sense. Yeah, that would make total sense. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that. That's that's a cool. That's a that's a very cool reference. Um, I think, I think there were definitely moments and scenes that kind of saved the film a little bit. Most of them involved the friend yeah jane uh, jane and she kind of was the light of the whole film and, and you know there were it, it it really blew my mind because they had these cameos by these great actors in really really small parts that mm. still weren't interesting enough to lift the whole film you know like they were close it felt so close i just wanted yeah um Michelle Rodriguez, for instance, to just do something, do something yeah. unusual, make that little scene, a little four rooms style short film of some sort that just lifts the whole thing. Um, yeah. And it just didn't really quite get there. Such a shame yeah. because, I mean, as you're following this journey, there's all these moments where they, they, they could have been, and I think four rooms is a great, reminds me of for this actually, it just popped into my head, but um, you could get- Which, which, which film? Four Rooms. It's the ah uh, yeah yeah. Have you seen it with the four short stories by Tarantino, Rodriguez, and uh, I've forgotten who did the other two. I, I it, think so. I can't recall it very well. Yeah, and it's got the thread of a bellhop. That's mm. that's sort of like the common thread across four hotel rooms where there's totally yep. different stories happening. Um, so this feels a little bit like that. We've got the thread of the main character with the disease infecting all these people but really they're all just little four room style short films um yeah which should have been perfect for this i mean it should have been just they should have been able to nail that like it just seems like such a great mm. tight premise there's no way that should be able to fail that's what baffles me about this film it's so the, bizarre and it's 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 a like the the direct, writer director is a showrunner mm. on um the girlfriend experience very yeah. successful TV show. Like I just, I find it hard to understand how this isn't like 
knocked out of the park, this one. Yeah, I think it could have been with not many tweaks, really. Mm. And the the tone just was a bit off for me throughout the thing and a bit hard to pin down. Like the the um, synopsis, on at least on the Myth website, I think, calls it a comedy horror or comedy, comedy horror or something, something like that. Yeah. And I'd be struggling to find the comedy in it. No, I didn't find very much of it funny at all. I thought that yeah. uh, Jane was quirky and interesting. I didn't find her, I didn't find it, it like laugh out loud funny or any of the other moments to be yeah. very, very funny at all. And, yeah, and I'm, not, I'm not saying it needed to be. Like no. it, it, it could have worked not being funny at all. But the fact that maybe it's it's billed as, as comedy, if you're trying to get some comedy out of it, there would have been many, many opportunities, I think, to, to play it for comedy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's got this sort of psychedelic uh, horror quality to it as well. Have you did you did you notice that? Like, it felt like they Ooh. were aiming for that. They were sort of shooting for for psychedelic horror, and it didn't didn't none of that quite worked either. Um, yeah. I mean, they had crazy lighting and and just the way the disease infects people is they're standing there in the kitchen <laughs> just chopping something, and all of a sudden, blue and red lights start flashing all around them, <laughs> and uh, and that's the moment, you know. And yeah. or maybe the music changes slightly. I, I can't really remember. Nah. But next thing you know, they're they're struck with this sense of doom that tomorrow it's all <laughs> over, and their face drops. Yeah, I mean, it, it was... should have been gold. That should have been gold. Like the was... concepts there. It was interesting to see the different reactions. Like that, that's one of the things that obviously they were trying to bring out how different people take that news. Like some start just telling the truth to some uh, start one guy just wants to make out uh, <laughs> yeah. some get all angry you know um, yeah so that's yeah that's an obvious but you know nice point and of the film I guess I suppose we need to also re- you know mention the timing of this film like this is mm. a covid film through and yeah. through and the whole film feels like covid like it's it's bare bones. There's like three locations. Mm. Uh, you get the feeling that there's like two crew and just the most essential people on set plus the cast. And <laughs> uh, and that's just the vibe of it. And like even the storytelling feels COVID somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's it's a it's a virus that's spreading. Yeah. You know, uh, how how more COVID do you do you get? If, yeah. If, if we go to, into another reminds me of uh bird box it was so similar in premise to bird box i found oh that's interesting yeah Yeah. it's a great point i think i've made use that one for something else before but basically a it's a psychological illness you know that just gets spread um crazily from person to person but um yeah just a a mindset yeah i love that that's a great point um and they even have that same moment where they just happen to have seen the thing yeah, and I mean, suddenly they're overtaken, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, this, it, it really reminded me of It Follows. Did you ever see that film? Yeah, I I think I loved that. I loved It Follows. I thought yeah. it was great. That, that, that's a sexually transmitted disease. Um, that's right, yeah. That, well, like a sexually transmitted haunting, I guess, um, is really what it is. Yeah. And it just, th- there were some similarities that I felt with this idea of, um, you know, like a little group of people trying to kind of 
get together and and mm. uh, out, outwit this thing or just try to get away from it. Although yes. there's so much more uh, kind of acceptance in this film. Nobody's trying to beat it. There's no sense that you can beat it at any point mm. in the film. It's just everyone just goes, yep, that's it. Tomorrow, game over. And, and yeah. then they just get sullen, <laughs> you know. I think I would have liked an ending in this one. Yeah. Like an explosion or or anything to as a release valve. I totally agree. Totally agree. It's funny. Um yeah, and that's coming from a guy who's not really a genre guy. You're looking for some genre tropes. You're like, give me something, people. Oh, yeah, in, <laughs> in some of the other films we're talking about, I'd, I'd take the completely opposite view. Like I yeah. I don't like things tied up in a bow, but with this one it was so short of uh action that yeah. I just just wanted something to to happen and su- surprise me but again it, it lost it lost it all in that first bit i think if if they just cut that down a bit and moved added another couple of crazy uh you know scenes where it's been sp- spread to someone else that might have done it and just taken the, the great characters and moments that they already had in the script and elevated yeah. them just made them a little more bombastic a little less mm. the same a little less depressing that could have could have done it Totally agree. Yeah. Well, I haven't got a lot more to add about this film. I don't want to um, pile too much on it. I think that there's some great ideas in it. I just don't think mm. that it's executed as well as it as it should have been to pull off those ideas. Yeah, completely agree. And, and just quickly, any other performances that you you liked? One that stood out as just someone I knew was the um, uh, the the doctor. Well, the doctor. Who, who was the doctor? I almost uh, thought it was Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I know. It, it, <laughs> it isn't. I can't remember the guy's name, but you've seen him in tons of things, like lots of movies, and yeah. he's normally quite a character. Uh, and again, in this, he looked kind of awkward, just felt a bit off, yeah. his usual kind of charismatic self. I, I did like the just the little, um, the little nuance of him when he was infected. Want, like he had the opportunity to just make out with this random chick and he chose, no, I've got to go back to my wife. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, not not obvious and, and, and a good twist. I agree. So, but which actor were you talking about? Which character? Um, the the brother of Jane. Uh, oh, yeah. I've forgotten his name. I saw him in The Sinner. I, I seem to mention The Sinner every episode. <laughs> yeah, I know, um, the last couple... Yeah, uh, no, I, I, he was I know good. the actor. He's he's good. He's solid. And his relationship with Jane, his sister, who's super annoying and artsy and um, kind of crazy, mm. you know, she wears pajamas over to their house and they're not that surprised by it. <laughs> um, like that relationship's really fun. Yeah. What What did you think about the the friends uh, of the brother and his and his wife? I thought I, they were they were fairly wooden. I didn't buy any of that, honestly. Yeah. I, I I thought there was an interesting idea in there that you've got this couple that have been together for ages and are clearly not that mm. into each other, like everyone can see it, and they're yeah. only just coming to terms with it. Interesting concept. Again, I just didn't I didn't really find much interesting in there or much to buy into with the two of them. They were a yeah. bit flat. Yeah, I I think this could have really done with maybe another six months of of re-editing and workshopping yeah it feels like maybe it was a great a great uh idea hastily executed 
but I'm not going to be too judgmental on that because like it is an indie film and it's so hard like the director is an act- actor as well mm. um, she must have so many projects on the go and to just get a film bloody made um, and have it stand up and be in festivals and everything like that's that's, that's a pretty good thing, effort isn't it yeah it's always the thing is you can be you can be as uh, and this is sort of what we're getting at to it getting to at the beginning of the episode was just sort of like you can be very judgmental and critic and criticize films for all sorts of things but just yeah. making a film and getting it out there in the world is just a mammoth task in itself yeah and i always have so much respect for filmmakers that that just get it done you know i struggle to write a short story alongside my day job you know so how <laughs> yeah. how some of these people do it i don't i don't know and and i think i didn't like the film much at all really but i don't think it was that far away from being a, a killer film like it I could agree. have it could have been great it wasn't that far away and i wouldn't be surprised if we don't see uh amy simitz come out with something else based on just the quality of the premise and what she mm. was able to do with the film even though it's i feel flawed it, she's proven that she's got something uh she's got a vision she's definitely got a, a great sense of like premise and and you know really great ideas i just it i just feel like the whole thing probably yeah. needed um to be worked over like you say a bunch more but hey she got it done she got it done <laughs> during covid times actually Indeed. i don't know if it was during covid times or just before i can't i can't quite tell it where couldn't it, lands. Have, it couldn't have been during covid times could no it? i think people are just aligning it with covid because of the theme you align two bugs crawling up a wall to COVID these days. Like it's, <laughs> that's true. It's just it's just that's what you true. do. I think I think we've said in every film uh, this is so a COVID film or you know this is a, a film of the times. <laughs> yeah. No matter when they're made. That's true. It's too. It's easy to do, isn't it? <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's that's it for this episode. Let's um get out of here and uh and record another one of our next films. Absolutely. See you soon, Doc. See you, Baron. Spacks, spacks, spacks.